big deal about it. You better believe it. Amen. Hey. That's what matters. It's all that matters. Hallelujah. Amen. Preacher, I'm thankful I'm saved. Boy, seeing that song all the time. I'm just rejoicing right now. Yes. Yes. chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1 in your Bibles, I'd like you to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, and then we're going to look at verse 18, <laughs> Ooh, it's taking on a whole new meaning this morning, I had this, these verses have been on my heart and my mind, and it's going to be all different right now. <laughs> Peter chapter 1, and uh, I want you
want you to follow along with me. We're going to read from verse 18 to verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was ordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Look at this. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and bow for a word of prayer. Father, I'm so thankful for the day, God. I'm thankful to be here. God, I'm thankful to have witnessed uh, your saving grace and the Holy Spirit of God dealing with Allie in Sunday school. And uh, Lord, just to be able to understand and to realize, and I go back to my life when <clears throat> you saved me. Father, to think of this child that, Father, you dealt with today, and <clears throat> yet she called upon you, God. Lord, she's saved. She's yours now. Another one the devil can't get. Hallelujah. And Lord, we rejoice in that, God. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church, your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, we need you. I need you right now. Please just calm my thinking, God. And, and, and Lord, just help me, I pray. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, it says there in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed. <clears throat> Excuse me, not of corruptible seed. Um, I mentioned <clears throat> last week about uh, a little bit about that hybrid seed and talked about the fact of the dangers and what we're seeing there with that. But there's all kinds of seed being sown today in this world. Do you understand that? I hope you do. We read in Mark, you can read in Luke, and for the sake of time, we're not going to get into that this morning, but it, you know, Luke talks about the sower sowing the seed, and we know that being the gospel, and he sowed it. But there's all kinds of seed being sown today. You've got the seed of Catholicism being sown in this world. It's a lie. Uh, nobody's going to be prayed into heaven. Nobody can, be, can, can purchase their way. You've got the seed of Buddhism, the seed of the Muslims, what they believe in. You've got this seed of easy believism today. <clears throat> but they're all full of corruption. It's because they come from man. But there is a seed. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a seed that doesn't have corruption. And it's God's seed. It's, it's the seed of the gospel. 
it's what we preach here at Old Pass Baptist Church. It's what we live. It's, it's what we want people to understand, and it's eternal. And we see that here in 1 Peter chapter 1 and, and in verse 23. It says, being born again. We talk about the new birth, being born again, not of corruptibles. Not, not, listen, we people that are truly saved and born again, it's not of what the world is offering today. It's not of what a religion has made or what man has made, but it's of incorruptible because why? It's the word of God. It's the gospel. It is of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible, in many different places, it, it, it magnifies the effect the new birth causes. And that new birth is a new life. It comes from that precious, the seed of the Word of God. And uh, it, it, it helps us to realize the impact that the gospel should have in our lives. And, and what it does and what it can do. And the truth is how it affects our everyday life. It affects you. The gospel, a person gets born again through this incorruptible seed. They become born again and birthed into the family of God. It will have an effect on their life. It will have an effect on how we behave. It will have an effect on what we believe. It will have an effect on <clears throat> how we think and, and what we do. And, and it will have an effect on where we go and what we say. And uh, Listen, it's, it's important to understand that, praise God, what we have in the gospel it is of God, amen. And I'm thankful it's not of man, but it's, it's of God. And uh, listen, and not only once you become born again through this incorruptible seed, but yet, uh, listen, the Holy Spirit of God comes to live within you. And uh, then when you, uh, you live contrary to the truth, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have an effect on you. <clears throat> You'll be different. It'll bother you. And uh, seed represents a source of life. If you think about any seed, you think about that seed and seed being sown, and we understand the Word of God. Listen, uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is God, uh, this, this gospel, uh, the truth we have in the gospel, the seed that we sow today, the message that we preach, because it's of God, there's, no, it, there's nothing in it that's wrong. Amen. Uh, it's, it's, it is perfect. And... Uh, all other seed, you think about seed that's produced by man, you think about these other religions, they're perishable. Uh, things, you, a man can plant uh, something and it grow, yes, and get life, but then it dies. But this seed of the gospel is eternal, amen. It's an eternal life that you receive from that precious seed of God. And uh, God initiates that spiritual birth that we have uh, but yet that life that then comes into the child of God, uh, it's everlasting life. What a blessing, amen? What a blessing is to be saved. And uh, everything that grows from the natural seed, uh, uh, it's a creation of God. We understand that, but uh, it eventually dies. However, uh, sinners born again, praise God, they come to trust the Lord. Uh, then God's Spirit, they receive God's Spirit, and then they have eternal life. And... Uh, I put this down, it says, that's because he uses the imperishable seed of the living and abiding word of God. And I thank God for that. The word of God, amen, whether it's spoken, whether, whether it's, 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 it's being proclaimed, whether it's in a track, whether it's being taught, whether it's just strictly out of the, out of the word of God where you read the writing out of the word of God. And uh, listen, we should never try to separate the Word of God from the God of the Word. Amen? Right. 
Because why? Because you can't. Because this Bible and then this, what it has, and the, the reason it has power, it's because why? Of the God who it's from. And he's eternal. I want to look at this. The power of the proper seed. The power of the proper seed. I want to look at a few things about the seed, about the gospel, about the word of God. And this is just very simple. It's just going to be very straightforward this morning. Uh, but praise God, it's needed, amen. And uh, we can relate to this and even seeing what God's done this morning. But I thank God. Listen, I thank God for the gospel. I thank you when we go out to witness and testify, we're sowing seed. But it's just not any seed. Listen, it, it, it is the perfect, infallible word of God. It's the gospel with Jesus Christ that tells any sinner that they can become born again, have everlasting life through Jesus Christ. Amen. Number one, it's living. It's living. <clears throat> it's alive. Amen. Amen. God made us alive. And he's made us alive through what? Through his word. This Bible's powerful. What we teach and preach in the world. And listen, that's why I said you go back to a seed. There's a lot of seed being sown today, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hybrid. It, 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 it's man-made. Uh, it, it's, it's been modified. People are trying to modify uh, salvation. They're trying to modify and put man's spin on it. And, and what they're getting is they're not getting the real thing. Thank God we don't need to change anything. Hallelujah. Right. The world may make us think, oh, yes, you do. You need to change this. But I'm telling you, this Bible and the Word of God and the message that we preach is powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. <clears throat> now listen. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. This Bible can reach where man cannot. The truth of the gospel can reach where man cannot. For the good on one end because it can lead someone to Christ, but also on the bad because, listen, that's what, that's what infuriates people today. The truth that comes from this Bible because it's that it can pierce them in areas man can't touch. And it says in the joints and morrow... It's of the discerner. Now listen, this is where it gets people to. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The heart of man. Have you ever realized this? People that are so offended by, you know, us going out and handing out the gospel, or maybe uh, we'll go to JMU and, and through the preaching, I'm amazed at how uh, they're basically saying they don't believe in the message we have. If they're opposed to that. Because how would you ever, if you believe in the gospel, how could you ever be opposed to somebody proclaiming the gospel? So they're saying they don't believe, but they're so adamant in, in, in standing against something they don't believe in. And the world today, well, how do we know it's real? How do we know he's real? How do we know uh, we, we can't see him? But yet they're so adamant standing against him. Why aren't they about Santa Claus that way? Right. He's made up. Right. Can't see him, it's a lie. But boy, they'll get all, they'll sell out for that. You don't know why? Because ain't no power. This power this Bible has, the power of the gospel, this seed that we're sowing, it's alive and living, amen. amen. And it brings eternal life, and the devil hates that. Right. Hates that. The Bible is living. Why? 
because the author's living. Amen. We serve a risen Savior, praise God. We serve a risen Savior. Faith comes by hearing and what? Hearing by what? The Word of God. How can a book do that? How can this Bible do that? How can that Sunday school lesson with that truth, how can it, do, how can it bring a child who's been questioning to realize, to come to tears? I went out on the porch, Ellie's still out there just crying and she telling the kid, hey, what, how is that? How can that do that? Because it's alive. They say Lester Roloff, if you know Lester Roloff, he used to go out and preach on the street and said he would take the word of God and he'd cover up with a hat. And he'd wait, he'd, he'd run around, he'd have a hat on the ground, and he'd run around and say, it's alive, stay back, it's alive, it's alive. And people, man, they'd start gathering around, he would just keep doing it until a lot of people got around, it's alive, and he'd have it in the middle of the sidewalk, it's alive, it's alive. And people would be curious, what, what? Then he'd pick that hat up and take the word of God and start preaching. <laughs> it's alive, amen. It's so alive it became real to this soul today. That's right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The power of the proper what we've got is alive, amen. amen. And it produces eternal life. Amen. amen. When you got saved, for you, Allie, today, for us, that that life began. Life began with the Word of God through that Sunday school lesson, through that preaching, however it was. And listen, it continues with the Word of God. It's just the beginning, amen. And that's why, that's why we preach the Word of God. Thus saith the Lord. That's why we're going to live by the Word of God. Why? We have a living hope. It's in the Word of God. The power of the proper seed, it's living. But also it's lasting. I'm thankful for that. Look at 23 again. <clears throat> Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is a flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. I'm thankful Miss Sue will not go away. It'll never die. Just like he never will, amen. The seed we're sowing, Brother Barth, it will last. It will outlast man. Praise God. I'm, I'm thankful, Brother Barth, what we're establishing, Old Pass Baptist Church, Brother Jason, what we're doing will long outlast us, amen. If they'll stick with this and live by this and continue to trust in that, it will outlast all flesh. And it says they're all flesh. In verse 24, for all flesh is as grass. Flesh, that means humans. And then it speaks of there the grass. And then it speaks of the flower. All three, here today, gone tomorrow. May come, grow, bloom, but then what? Gone. Die. Everything's perishable. But the Word of God is not. Amen. This Bible is not, I'm telling you, we're not just sowing seed out there, but we're sowing a seed that's living. We're sowing a seed that's lasting, amen. 
We have redemption bought with an imperishable, that blood of Christ, amen, through the blood of Christ. And we're born again through the word of God and the truth that it holds about Jesus Christ. The word of God will endure. Amen. Man may think it cannot, but it will. It's living and it's lasting. Amen. And the message of the gospel, it is scriptural truth. And when a person believes upon that, listen, that, that imperishable seed, it can produce, when they'll trust in Jesus as Savior, it will produce a new life in them. And Brother Jason, that life is everlasting. Right. Amen. That's a blessing, Brother Richard. Hallelujah. To know that you have it and to know that others can get it. Amen. I'm telling you, we need not worry what the world is saying. We need to understand that the seed we're sowing today is powerful. Amen. Why is it powerful? Because it's living and it's lasting. It endures forever. I got two more and we'll be done. Here's the third point. It nourishes. I'm thankful. Not only does it live, not only does it last, but it nourishes you. It nourishes you. Now listen, here's what's interesting. I, I, I like First Peter. And, and pretty much if, if you go even from the beginning of this and you read this book of the Bible, I mean, he's, 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 he's encouraging of this hope we have of, of the future and what we have, uh, the appearing of Christ he speaks of many times and what we have in Christ and all that we're going to have to look forward to. And he then goes on and we, we see here what he's talking about and what I'm preaching on this morning in the end of chapter 1. But then look at verse 2. He says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Look what he says in verse 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, so that ye may grow thereby. You know what? A person gets saved through this living, lasting, this, this seed that, that, that contains the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need God's word like a newborn baby needs that milk from the mother. I mean, think about it. How crucial and critical is it for a newborn babe? And immediately they begin to, to uh, uh, desire the milk that, that God's given to mom to produce, to strengthen, and all the, the nutrients that are in that uh, the, the milk that's provided by mom to help with uh, uh, fighting infection and all of those things that, that is so important for that child to have as a newborn believer, as a child of God. Listen, we need to understand how important the Word of God because it's going to nourish you. It's going to strengthen you. Look, we need to grow and mature. And that's going to happen through the Word of God. Without a doubt, we need to understand that. But can I say this? You never want to get to a point where, where you're not desiring God's Word. Yes, I want to grow. But think about, and he gives the example here, a babe desiring the, the, uh, the milk of a mother. We, we should have that yearning and desire. Even as we're going, you say, I'm further down the road. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want milk all my life. I want meat. That's fine. But that desire that that babe has for the milk from that mother, we should, as a believer, we should have that desire for the Word of God in our life no matter how far down the road we are as a child of God. Why? Because it'll nourish you. It'll strengthen you. It'll give you what you need. It'll help you. We should crave 
this Bible. It's pure. It's, it's unaltered. It's, it's unmixed. And, and, and that is what provides that real substance. That, that's what gives us what we need. Why long for the Word of God? Because it'll help you grow. It'll help you grow. And unlike the physical growth, uh, which, which is limited by age, I mean, uh, the spiritual growth, it goes on forever. I mean, as, as, as someone grows, they'll stop eventually growing. Some sooner than others, right, kids? I mean, some just, well, they're growing, they're growing, but eventually they're going to stop. All right? But thank God this spiritual growth, it goes on and on and on and on. It's impossible for you to nourish your soul without this Bible. So I often, and I'm amazed, you talk to people, and, and people out of the blue or people just maybe that I'm talking to or sometimes I'll talk to people, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with, do you read your Bible? No. Have you prayed about it? No. Well, no wonder you're struggling. I mean, you don't want to be rude. But that's true. That's right, Miss Sue. It's true. We need, listen, we need this. The lost man needs that power, that living word of God. But I'm telling you, we as a child of God, we need to understand the power of the proper seed. Not only can it save, but listen, it can sustain you. It can help you. Uh, we need that to grow. Now, I thought this interesting. It says in verse 1 of chapter 2, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Now he's talking about before that in chapter 1 where we saw about the, this, this seed and being born again and, and the new life we have. And then he goes right into laying aside all of these things. Now listen, when we're growing, the Word of God, if it's nourishing you, uh, it'll be evident through your relationships. We need one another. We should desire to be around one another. If you're not in the Bible and you're not in the Word of God, you you the first thing, the, the evidence of it, they begin to pull away from the people that love them. They begin to pull away from the people that are walking with God. They begin to pull away from the church that's preaching the truth. They begin to pull away. They begin to, to, to separate, Brother Jason, themselves. And, and that relation, and that's what we're seeing here because then he rolls right in. He talks about uh, the, the power of that seed, and then he talks, he plugs in. I think it's interesting. He plugs in right in verse 1 about all the things. Hey, getting past those things, what, th those things are what kill the relationship. Amen? All those things. But then he talks about his newborn babes, his iron and sincere milk of the word, that we're growing. Listen, as we're, if we're growing, our relationship with the brethren is going to be right. It's going to be right. We're going to have a love for the Word of God, love for the things of God, the house of God, the people of God. If we're growing in the Word of God, then it's going to be evident in how we're relating to people. It's important. I'm telling you, we need the Word of God every day in our life. How many times has it, has it spoken and given us what we need? And the flesh, listen, the flesh is going to battle on this. The devil knows the power of prayer and the word of God. And I'm telling you right now, uh, uh, days can get crazy and busy. And, and you'll find yourself, if you're not careful, that, hey, you've accomplished everything throughout the day. But two things, it's praying and reading your Bible. But it's the two most important things we need to do. And you know, I can promise you, as a pastor and being saved, that's never going. To, you're never going to conquer those two. You that that struggle is always going to be there as long as we're battling this flesh. 
making time and saying and, and understanding, listen, the power that the word of God has, not only to save that sinner, but yet what I need for it to nourish my soul. So we see the power of the proper seed. It's living. It's lasting. Thank God. It, listen, it isn't going away. I'm not preaching something that I'm going to have to say, oh, well, Brother Barr, 10 years from now, we're going to have to change it for the kids because now something new. Praise God what we're preaching today will work 100 years from now, amen, and 100 after that, hallelujah, the very same saving grace in the gospel that spoke to that child's heart this morning can still save someone 100 years down the road, amen. Uh, amen. It's not going to change. Amen. So we need not worry about that. Hey, we not worry about that, amen. We've got what works. We've got what's needed. It's living, it's lasting, and it nourishes. And here's the last one. It satisfies. It satisfies. Look at verse 3 of chapter 2. If so be ye've tasted that the Lord is gracious. Here's what Peter's saying. Look, I, I don't have to prove to you that he's good. You've experienced his goodness and his grace if you've been saved. Amen. People talk about prove this, prove that. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. Hey, you get born again through the, through the power of this proper seed. Listen, and you, you tasted that goodness and that grace and that mercy that you received when you got born again. Listen, hey, I'm going to tell you what. There ain't nobody got to do much proving after that for you if you've truly been born again. You believe it, Amen. It'll satisfy you. Thank God for the testimony of McKenzie and uh, this Christian life. There's no greater life to live. Hey, you don't know why? That ain't got nothing to do with mom and dad. We failed her many times. That has to do with her Savior, amen. That has to do with the life that God will give a person amen. that they'll give their life to him. Right. Amen? amen? Look, th this Bible will satisfy you. The Word will satisfy you personally satisfy you. My, song, my verse in Psalms, everybody knows it, man. It's my verse. I mean, it's y'all's too, but I mean, I've claimed, hey, oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. <clears throat> you have to taste it for yourself. You can have somebody sit in a service like we've had and the weeping and the shouting and the rejoicing over what we know, and they could be totally for They ain't got a clue because they they, they've yet to receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior. But for those of you that have, you've tasted of that very thing. We're rejoicing on it. Hey, to be, able to, to be able to weep and rejoice in God. For those of us that are saved, we know exactly. You, why? Because you've tasted the same thing she tasted. Right. Amen. You've tasted, listen, we're, we're, we're understanding that it's personal. This, this Bible, it's not just to fill our heads with knowledge. <clears throat> but it'll fill your life with delight. This world, listen, this world is tough. And it's hard. There's hurt out there. Life is not fair. Thank God this Bible can bring delight in the midst of a storm. Amen. It can bring strength to us. It can bring comfort. It can bring encouragement. You, you, you begin to, to read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God to help you. You, you, get, you get that divine relationship with that divine author. I'm telling you what, it'll satisfy your soul. It'll satisfy you with nothing the world can satisfy you. Amen. I can't taste for you. You can't taste for me. You can only taste it for yourself. Have you tasted in that saving grace? 
Have you tasted in, in, in the powerful seed, this incorruptible seed, by the word of God, the truth of the glorious gospel of Jesus? Think about tasting something just for a minute. We're going to taste some wonderful food. We've got the fellowship, and, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, eat some wonderful food. But uh, if you're going to taste something, you've got to get close to it, man. Unless somebody wants to throw food at you, I don't want none of that. You've got to get close to it. You realize you can see from a distance. You can hear from a distance. You can even smell from a distance. But you've got to get close to taste you you gotta it, it, you can only taste something with your tongue. I mean, I can hear things. I mean, my hearing ain't as good as it used to be, but I can still hear things uh, kind of off at a distance. See things off at a distance. You can even smell them. I and hey, as soon as you hit the door, man, you smell the aroma of the good food. Man, mm, that smells good. What smells so good? When you taste it, it's got to be right here. It's got to be with your tongue. Listen, you, 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 you've got to understand that this, this Bible uh, that's living, that's lasting, and understand the fact of, of the, uh, that it will nourish you, it's got to be you, though, personally experiencing, reading it, letting God speak to you. And it's speaking to you. Hey, God's speaking to you through it. It's got to be something you do on your own. You can only taste the goodness of God's Word by drawing near to God. This Bible will satisfy your soul. It brings satisfaction. Salvation will satisfy. Listen, think back to when you're lost. I think back to my life. So many things that I thought would satisfy me, and then I was so disappointed to find out it didn't bring me satisfaction. Boy, I thought it would. This has got to be it. Surely if I could accomplish this, then I'm going to be satisfied. And over and over again, Brother Richard, I found out that wasn't the answer. wasn't the answer until I got hold of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> And then even after Jesus, how, how wonderful is it? The Holy Spirit of God lives within that we can have this Bible. This Bible is a lamp to our feet, a light unto our path. It'll guide us, lead us, correct us when we're wrong, strengthen us when we're weak, amen. It'll encourage us when we need encouragement. It will do everything that we need it to do in the life of a child of God, but we've got to get into it. You've got, it's got to mean something to you. Why does it satisfy? I'll tell you what I like about it. Because it meets you where you are. Amen. There have been many a time, Brother Boy, if I've needed answers and I'm, I'm in the dark. Hey, but yet, guess what the Word of God did? It met me in the dark, amen, and shone light on the very answer I needed. There are times I've been down, Brother Jason, and listen, it met me where I was. And through this, God, just like he reached down and lifted me up and said, get back on your feet, boy. Amen. Keep going, amen. amen. Hallelujah. And I'll never forget that time, Miss Lucy. When it met me at the altar, hallelujah, and saved my wretched soul. Amen. Praise God, amen. amen. The preciousness, the seed, the power of the proper seed. I'm thankful. Listen, it's not a hybrid. Listen, it, it's not something that's being manufactured, although there's a lot out there today under the name of religion. We've got the right thing, amen. We've got the word of God, amen. the right. gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus does save. Since the word of God's living, since the word of God is lasting, since the word of God will nourish, it will also satisfy. And listen, only God knows how to meet you where you are, but he will. Amen. Only God can do that. Man can't do it. We can trust in the word of God. 
but it's through a message or, or it may be through a devotion or maybe just uh, through your Bible time that God can come right to where you are and give you right where... Man can't do that, but God can. God can. He can change us. He can change us. So listen, understand something. Understand the power of the proper seed. It's living. It's lasting. Hallelujah. It nourishes and it satisfies. If you're here without Christ this morning, listen, I'm going to tell you, it's got to be between you and God. God can meet you right where you're at. And He knows where you're at. And He can save your soul. Amen. But it may be you're struggling or maybe, hey, I'm saved, preacher, but I'm, I'm dealing with this. Listen, thank God. Listen, don't underestimate what you have in this Bible that it'll give you the nourishment you need to keep you strong, but also it'll satisfy your soul. Thank God for the Word of God. Maybe just a simple message, but I'm going to tell you what, we need it, amen? We need it. Thank God for the power of the proper seed.